What up? Back at it again down here in San Diego. Beautiful day. No surprise. You guys might have noticed that little things have been changing. We originally started this podcast last year with a different name and a different goal entirely, and it's been evolving since then. It is ready now. We are ready to roll. I am Don P. Minor, but my friends call me Minor. You can too, please. We are all friends here. I am the host. I am nothing special. Just another blessed human privilege to be here today. I'm a United States Marine Corps veteran, certified personal trainer, and certified fitness nutrition specialist with both of those certifications through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. So with my experience training in the military and training ever since then combined with my studies, yes guys, I do my homework. I am here to offer us all what I can in order to assist the world with creating a sustainably healthy lifestyle no matter what your goals may be. Go check out our Instagram at Mostly Fitness Podcast if you haven't done so already. There's some fun stuff on there and shoot us some videos or ideas through an email at mostlyfitnesspodcast at gmail.com so we can post it on the gram if it's worthy, especially workout challenges or food ideas, stuff like that. We would love to have it. So there's our credibility and all our fun social media stuff so we can get this community going. I'm not aiming for the most likes here, guys. We are aiming to get this info out there and create real engagement between us all, putting the social back in social media. So whether you are just beginning to work out, you are trying to get back into working out, or you train like an animal every day, performance-based training and nutrition will lead you to the results you desire. Let me explain. Focusing too much on aesthetics when working out is like forgetting to take the trash out or leaving some dishes unwashed. When I say focusing on aesthetics, I mainly am describing focusing on how big you are or how good you look. Personally, I spent a few years trying to look like a bodybuilder. After a few years, I realized my body does not like this. My joints were aching and almost every time I move, something crunches or cracks. And that still happens to this day because of that time period. I wasn't stretching at all. I wasn't really working on any calisthenics or body weight stuff. And the only time I did run or do a push-up was when I was required to in the Marine Corps. This is because my genetics do not support that kind of heavy heavy lifting activity. And a lot of people's genetics do not support that. This is not to say that becoming massive in the gym cannot be done because I've seen it happen. Or that some people's genetics do support that style of exercise. Because some people's genetics do support getting massive. But for the average person, it will require a lot of back pain and some serious supplementation. Shout out to Ronnie Coleman. I love you, man. Stay healthy, man. When I stopped focusing on working out to look better and started working out to perform better, not only did I begin to perform better, but I also started to look better. An article in the Scientific American states that the most reasonable evolutionary hypothesis is that the aesthetic system of the brain evolved first for the appraisal of objects of biological importance, including food sources and suitable mates, and was later co-opted for artworks such as paintings and music. So, if we are healthy in fitness and nutrition, we have a higher chance of looking like we are a suitable mate to the opposite sex, thus looking more attractive. The game really changed for me when I started reading a book called Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari, in which the author basically breaks down the origins of humanity and how we evolved as a species. He essentially mentions that once upon a time throughout history, there were no firearms or bombs, and if you wanted new land with new resources, you had to go fight for it. 
One tribe of humans would win and one tribe would get killed or pushed out of that land. Through this correlation, I realized that modern day fighters like UFC fighters, Bellator, boxers, all that stuff, but especially MMA fighters do resemble the original man in some sense by how they eat, how they train and what they train for because they're training for combat. They're eating for fuel for combat. Now, getting punched in the face and especially kicked sounds extremely uncomfortable to me. But with that being said, even today, there are people that live to train to be ready for conflict and combat. Much respect to you all. Luckily for me, I have kept a few of those people around that seem to enjoy that kind of thing and embody that fighter's spirit or warrior's ethos. I'm not a big guy by any means. I'm not a tough guy by any means. So right from the get-go, I realized it would be smart for me to keep a few hitters by my side, if you know what I'm saying. When I was 10 years old, I had a difference of opinion with two other 10-year-olds, and they were brothers. They lived down the street from me. So we started arguing. I got a few good jabs in on one of them, and then both of them started beating my ass. That's how we handled biz when we were kids, right? So pretty soon my right-hand man, the Italian Superman, Romanzi, I love you, bro. He came through, and he was abnormally large for his age. He had also been training in various martial arts to what seems to me since he came out of the womb. He started throwing his abnormally large knuckles at these kids, got the job done on my behalf, and sent them crawling home. It's good to have allies. Now, by no means do I support unnecessary violence, but there is evil in this world, like those two kids that disagreed with me. And from that moment on, I saw this young man wreaking havoc, looking like a malnourished Tasmanian devil. I knew it would benefit me to begin training in order to not let that double brother attack happen to me again. All right. Now, I'm not saying I'm a big deal now, but at that time when I was 10, I was nothing but a little soft noodle, a pasty little soft noodle. All right. And at that time, that Italian stallion, Italian Superman Romanzi, he had been training martial arts. So he was looking like, I don't even know, man, looking like a cheetah, a Ferrari. He was looking good, man. He was looking well, well trained, like a good, well trained pit bull. Anyways, any, fact, any physical activity begins with the mind. The outcome of your workout will depend directly on the mindset you have going into training long before you even begin training. Now, my point here is that when fighters train, they are not focused on aesthetics. They are focused on performance and winning that fight. And the pleasant aesthetics that they receive are a result of their rigorous training. For me, if I am comfortable with my performance, I am comfortable with my appearance. With this thought in mind, when I train, I try to imagine as if I have to fight a pack of bears. Realistically, I don't stand a chance at all, but it is motivating. It's a motivating thought for me. For you, it could be fighting that coworker you hate or, you know, fighting a sibling or a cousin that you disagree with or straight up fighting those demons that you have in your head, in your heart, right? We all got those. So we must have some kind of motivational thought process that fuels our training or it's just not going to work out. In the words of the great Michael Williamson, why would you not want the best for yourself? The problem is that by focusing solely on us, it was just that quote, by the way, the rest is me. Just that little, why would you not want the best for yourself? That's my man, Michael Williamson. All right. Shout out Michael Williamson. Now, 
The problem is that by focusing solely on aesthetics, you are leaving a lot of unnecessary components of training on the table. Why do I say this? We're going to get into some science right here. Every muscle group that we have involves other muscle groups during motion. Personally, I call these the four pillars of muscle movement. For every movement, we have what are called agonists, synergists, antagonists, and stabilizers. So during an exercise, the agonist is also known as the prime mover. Prime mover. In a squat, the quadricep muscles, which are the muscles on the front of our legs, are the agonists. They are the prime movers in the exercise. The synergist during the movement will be the muscle group that assists the prime mover during the movement. So for example, for a squat, the synergist will be the hamstring complex on the back of your legs. So the agonist, the quadriceps, they're doing the main work. The hamstrings on the back of your legs, they're helping out just a little bit, the synergists. The antagonist during an exercise is going to become completely relaxed, basically getting out of the way for the movement. So that muscle during an exercise has nothing to do with the movement that's going on. It actually becomes relaxed because it doesn't need to do any work. So for a squat, the antagonist will be the psoas muscle, which is a muscle inside your body, obviously, which connects the lower spine to your legs. When I say inside your body, I mean you can't really... It's not, a, it's not a bicep. You're not flexing that thing for everybody to see, all right? It's connecting your spine to your femurs. So we're not doing uh, psoas curls in the gyms. Anyways, finally, the stabilizer muscles are exactly what their name sounds like. They will stabilize your body during an exercise, allowing your prime movers to handle the main work. In a squat, the stabilizing muscles consist of your abs, your core. So once again, the four pillars we have... The agonists, which are the prime movers doing the main work. The synergists, which are the muscle groups usually on the opposite that are helping out with that movement. The antagonists, taking a nap while you do that movement. And the stabilizers, which are holding your body in place and allowing the rest of your muscles to do the work correctly for that exercise. And with that being said, the abs and the core, they are stabilizers for every exercise, for everything you do, for walking, sitting in a chair, standing up. Um, you should always be bracing your core. I'm really big on that. So commonly in the gym, the focus will be to have an arm day, a leg day, a chest day, a back day, a shoulder day, stuff like that, right? Like that's usually how we um, end up breaking up our workouts. But here is my issue with that. More than likely by doing those routines, we are focusing on the prime movers solely. So when you're doing a squat day or a leg day, the chances are you are focusing on your quadriceps, the front of your legs, much more than any of those other muscles that are also working during that exercise. Um, or for an arm day, you are focused on just your arms when in reality, your core is what's allowing you to stand up straight and do that bicep curl, uh, stuff like that. So with all that being said, Here's the real deal that I want to bring to your guys' attention. We must focus on strengthening all the muscle groups for a movement. So with those four pillars of muscle movement, once again, the agonist, antagonist, synergist, and stabilizer muscles, I prescribe what I like to call the inside-out theory. This inside-out theory involves strengthening your stabilizers first, then your antagonist, then your synergist, and finally your prime mover for a movement. So 
Whereas the average gym goer will be focusing on the quadriceps during a leg day, what we want to do is break it down to its very base level and we're going to focus on that stabilizer first, which will be the abs. And then we'll go on from there all the way up until the very last thing that we focus on is the prime mover, if that makes sense. So that's why I call it the inside out theory. Um, And I'll explain why this is beneficial right meow. So, this way, you will be stabilized for the movement rather than becoming overdeveloped in the main muscle group of the exercise. So, for anybody that is just getting into or getting back into working out, starting with this concept will make all of your main workouts much easier and more effective in the future. You're basically building a solid foundation before you continue building the rest of the house. If you start building the roof before you build the floor, all you're doing is dropping bricks and dropping shingles. Are roofs made out of bricks? No, that's why I don't build houses. That's why I'm sitting here doing a podcast. You'd be dropping shingles on the on the floor instead of building that solid foundation, building up the walls, putting the windows in so you could peek at your neighbors and then building that roof. So for anybody that has been working out, you've been working out for a while, you know, you're hitting the gym daily or whatever it may be. I challenge you to break down your workouts in this fashion in order to re-engage any muscles you might have been neglecting. And by doing this, you will absolutely build up your strength in your main lifts. So if you're trying to get your squat strength up, take a break from squatting, take a step back, work on uh, strengthening up your hamstrings, work on some core work, do that kind of stuff for a couple weeks, and then go back to squatting and see how you feel. I promise you, you'll feel a lot better, you'll feel a lot more stabilized, and it's going to help you get those strength up in those big lifts, which is probably a lot of goals out there. So going back real quick to that story of when I was 10 years old getting beat up, I still keep in contact with my right hand man. So I asked him what his thoughts would be going into an argument. And luckily for me, he had recently been in an argument. And I want to include this quote that he had to tell me just to give you guys kind of the mindset of a fighter going into training. He said, quote, I told a motherfucker already, yo. If you believe this, slap the fuck out of me when you see me and we'll see what happens from there. So you can imagine how this guy is training and his performance displays that. So hopefully I got you guys excited about working out today. Performance-based training is really the key to success for any routine. And I highly advise you guys to look at the history of your genetics, find out how your peeps look before Hot Cheetos and Four Locos were produced and aim to look like them. Actually, also before I go, I want to let you guys know that I will be having guests in the future. I'm gonna do a part two for most of the topics I've already covered, um, as well as create some new episodes. And with those guests, the topic will be uh, relating to, to them. So for this example, or for this episode, I'm sorry, um, I obviously will have the part two with some fighters as guests. And that way we can really discuss how they train and and the benefits and all that stuff. So once again, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, It's really motivating that we've been getting the plays that we've been getting. And, you know, we're getting this thing going. And like I said before, ultimately, I would love to be able to start a community where everyone is in full support of each other. And we kind of bring this whole social media thing back into reality because it's kind of getting blasted into outer space. So thank you guys. Peace.